What up, though, everybody? Thank you for listening and watching another episode of Three Raw Podcast. CJ, Rob, your boy Jimmy, that boy back. Ah, what's going on, DJ Quick? <laughs> DJ Quick, <laughs> DJ Quick, all the homies in the hood say DJ Quick. It was fine. <laughs> it's been good, man. It's been good, dog. And uh, man, the listeners missing you, dog. I miss them too, man. I've been hustling. Work is not a joke anymore, especially when they put extra responsibility on you because they're trying to put you in a position that, you know, hopefully, hopefully I I, I earn and I can be uh, adamantly accurate at. I don't want a job that I can't do right. So for those out there who are getting ready to be put in positions bigger than what they've been putting in, do yourself a favor. Make sure you learn that job. Don't just take it just because the money look good. You know, some people take Oh, that's it. important, bro. But the position because the money that looks is good. The they don't have no idea what they putting themselves into. You're going to lose the job before you get it. So. You know the crazy thing is? is that's the same applies to my job because, like, people, they apply for the job and they don't read the job description and what we do. And then when we get to the – then when they get the job or everything like that, they want to be, quote, unquote, lazy. And they don't want to do the shit. No, they want to finesse. Or they don't know what the hell they doing. Want to finesse their way through it. Right. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You finesse your way to get to do it, but at the same time, it shouldn't be like it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, if you if you know the job and everything like that, you should no, be able to know everything like up and down, top to bottom. You should take an interest in it. Absolutely. That, I mean, I, at money. least I would think that's why you would want that position besides the money. I hope you'd like what you're getting ready to put yourself into. Uh, I, you know, but there are bitter people that take top positions just so that way they can make other people bitter. So who knows? Mm-hmm. That's true. How you been, Rob? Can't call it, man. Slow motion, dog. Same old my ways, man. Trying to stay out the way. That's it. I hear you, dog. What's going on, Um, just been. Um, yesterday I was hanging out with my uh my peoples, man. Cause you know my mom's birthday was yesterday, so it's pretty much our first year here without you know her being here on her birthday. So we was all like hanging out, you know, partying it up, me lit, you know. I know we're supposed to do the social distancing thing, but you know, I don't get, I don't think that that applied yesterday. So, uh, <laughs> but I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we was lit, man. We was cool. I mean, we turned up for my mom, man. God rest her soul. So, God rest you know, her soul all day, man. We miss her, man. I'll sure. take, take one for the team. Um, Other than that, everything be good, man. I'll be working around the house, man, trying to get the garden together. Okay. Man, it's hard. It's hot. It's hot as hell outside, man. So what you doing? Just flowers or what? We just got, flowers. Got um, with the mulch. No, not the vegetables. Um, the mulch. Put the mulch down. Um, I put the uh, rocks down. Like I got red rocks and shit. Put it on the side of the house. Okay. Okay. So I'm not done yet. So my plan is to put more um flowers in the front of the, uh in the front yard. And has I'm trying to get it I'm trying to get it uh nice and neat for uh for the summer, man. So everybody when all this stuff is over with, I don't know when. I have, you know, company come over, we can you know, me and my wife can entertain guests and stuff. So you know, for sure. that's what I'm trying to get it ready for. That's all. 
I said, man. So let's see. We go talk about man. I'm trying to talk about the biggest dis- discussion in the city. Uh, Kwame Kilpatrick, your boy. Y'all boy, y'all boy, y'all boy. Y'all, man, don't forget the S. She said y'all with an S. Oh, y'all's boy, man. That's y'all boy, man. Mm. We'll go ahead, CJ, if if you want to introduce the topic. Um, Some of you people that don't know about Kwame Kilpatrick, especially our out-of-town listeners, um, he was our former mayor from 2002 till 2008. Um, oh, 2009. It's one of those years, whatever. Um, he came in. He came in as a mayor. He he was like our youngest mayor we ever had. I think he came in at 32, 33 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of ambition. He was. He had a petition. He. I mean, petition. He had a potential to be one of the best like mayors we ever had if he mm-hmm. put his mind to that. But me back in 2001, 2002, I was 13 years old. Um, I knew kind of flake. I knew Kwame was kind of flaky. It was I. He ain't did nothing first, but I had it. I had a you know that good feeling you have. Inkling. Like, hmm. Inkling intuition. Mm-hmm. Hanky panky, I call it. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> That's one. <laughs> On your ass. I'll give me a little too. <laughs> That's not what I was looking for. God damn. <laughs> Rob, your eyes, bro. That's why I get it, bro. But anyway. Anyway. It's like a... As a 12, 13-year-old boy at the time, y'all fucked me up. I, I forgot what I was about to say now. Oh, take time. Take your time. But no, nah, I was 12, 13 years old at the time when he was running for mayor. Um, it's like that good feeling you have, that intuition you just said mm-hmm. about him. I'm like, something kind of off. Something about something about him is kind of off. I'm not for sure what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was in some scamming shit. And I had this mindset at a 12, as a 12-year-old boy. So I'm like, Okay, I ain't know. He, I ain't think he had a chance to win, cause he went against Gil Hill, got arrested. So, um, and I think I thought you know Gil Hill, he he had the experience, and he been in, at that point he was in politics for like thirty years, mm-hmm. um, and especially coming from a mayor that we had, the previous mayor we had was um, Dennis Archer before Kwame Kilpatrick, whatever, mm-hmm. and I thought maybe you know he could be a good mayor, but. Kwame got Kwame got elected, and all the corruption started to happen. Like the Manugian Mansion party, uh, Tamala Green, aka Strawberry Murder, um, mis um, misusing funds <laughs> for its personal gain, um, infidelity. I could go on and on and on. Um, I knew from the beginning he was a snake. You know, and my dad, my father, which he is in politics as well, he put me on game about him. So it was just a lot of bullshit that was going on. Then fast forward to 2009, 2008. That's where all the stuff came to light. 
about his racketeering charges. Um, misused, um, using funds and all that stuff. So he was sentenced to what, 28 years in prison? No, not that that time. I think that go around. No, no, the first time. I'm sorry. I don't think he, he got charged with racketeering at the time. I think he got charged with, uh, was it corruption? I think it was like corruption. He didn't get that many years. What did he get like a couple years then? You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't, he ain't did a couple years. I think he did like 20, he did like 21 months or something like that. 18 months. About a year and a half, something like that. I, I don't I don't recall fully. I got to go back. Right, me too. I know shit about this, but I can't remember. But he got out of prison. Um, more and more stuff starting to happen. Um, got charged with racketeering this time. He got charged with racketeering, um, misuse of funds. Um, he had like a fundraiser of thing called what the Kilpatrick uh, Civic Fund. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he mostly used the donations for his personal gain, paying bills and stuff like that for vacations. Um, then he was sentenced to twenty eight years in prison. And out of those 28 years, he ended up doing, like, nine years, eight, nine years. Probably a little bit more than that. I think it was about seven. About seven. Fast forward to right now, uh, they just announced, like, a few days ago, he about to um, he about to get out. And which he should be out June 10th. Um, All right. So how y'all feel about, you know – Kwame Kilpatrick and his situation and what you think he did for the city of Detroit? Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Before we could talk about it, we got to go back to like how you were saying, man, when he was running, he was running as, you know what I'm saying, at that time, well, still to this day, if I'm not mistaken, the youngest mayor in our history. You know, he was like 30 years old. You know, he was um, a lawyer, if I'm not mistaken. You know, of course, his uh, mother is uh, yep. mm-hmm. What's her name? Um, damn, I keep forgetting her name. Carolyn Cheeks Kilpatrick. Right. And, you know, she was a – what was she, a congresswoman? What was she, a representative? She was, she was a congresswoman. Hey, Brandon, you know her. She be coming to our job sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's come to the job. She actually used to come to the church on the regular basis. Re- I remember um, this was during the time I was going to Winterhalter um, when he was campaigning. I think it was, like, early, like late 2000s or something like that. Maybe 2000 on the dot, if I'm not mistaken. I remember his wife used to uh, volunteer up there. So the first time I um, seen him, he was up there. He was constantly coming up to Winterhalter like once every other week, campaigning, you know, doing his thing. Fast forward the story, he gets in the office, man, you know, about him being young like that. By default, he had an eye on him. But, you know, you 30 years old, you know, something, and power is a motherfucker, you know, mm. and. I'm not going to say that he had the intentions because I can't tell you what nobody's intentions was. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, I believe all these politics is, you know, so, well, a politician is corrupted or got some type of hidden agenda. You know what I'm saying? But for somebody oh, yeah. to be young, to come in, you know, flashy diamond earrings, the, you know what I'm saying, the, the expensive. Remember at first it was, you know what I'm saying, they was looking at him like, oh, damn, man, you overly spending. What's going on with this? You know? And he became, quote-unquote, the hip-hop mayor. I know you remember that title, right? Mm-hmm. And then, like, a lot of things was happening in the city at the time. You know, the murder rate was up. 
you know, the city was on fire. We had the hip hop mayor, you know, Kwame, you know, and just basically paraphrasing and stuff like that. It seemed like he was basically controlling the city on a negative nationwide. You know what I'm saying? Fast forward the story, like CJ said, he got caught up on charges, but a lot was happening. You know, the Manuglian matching scandal, you know, what was her name? Tamara Gray, if I'm not mistaken. The mayor, you know, um, the Super Bowl scandal, you know what I mean? When they basically, when the next day after the Super Bowl, he went over to Africa. Oh, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were saying that he was hiding that. over there. And I'm going to just say, I'm not going to say he was a horrible mayor, man. I just always felt like Kwame was very, very smart, but was just simply too young for that power he received. Now, if he would have probably, you know what I'm saying, tried to run within 10 years or maybe just five years at 35, you know, that's that's a big difference than just 30. So, you know, because he a brilliant person. He went to college like at 16, 17. Like I said, he was a lawyer before. But at the end of the day, man, you got to think about how bad the city was looking. Like, we got rid of Buck Day at, at one point. Remember that? The buses stopped running. I remember the buses used to run 24-7, majority of all of them. Then, like, Kwame mm-hmm. come in, majority of the schools are shutting down. It just seemed like, and I'm not saying it was his fault to why all this was happening, but it just looked like that. You know, we got this, the hip-hop mayor, quote-unquote, and then now we don't got no buses. We getting a water bill every month or gas bill and all this stuff that was, you know, the city wasn't used to at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sometimes you can give somebody too much power, dog, right away. Everybody not meant for power. You know, and at the end of the day, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say he was a bad mayor. I'm not going to say he was a good mayor. Me, I was affected by a lot of the, you know what I'm saying, actions that Kwame was doing. Because like I said, I'm not going to lie, I didn't grow up the best. You know, I was poor growing up. You know, so when the bus is cut, I, I was affected by that. You know, my neighborhoods was affected when the boat day left. Because Bro, guess what people started doing? Me too. I was going to King and I was uh getting on the buses every day and I'll be late than a motherfucker. You know the Gratia bus. I kept I kept the Gratia bus to school. Right. And them one of the best running uh buses in the city. And they would be running late. And it's like like I said, the area that I was living in by the Fossens is no bug day. Guess what everybody doing? They dumping they garbage everywhere. They going to old fields. They going to old parks. They didn't care. Like, the city was wild. You know what I mean? Mm. And, like, the image of that was Kwame. Because we every time I'm turning on TV, you know, they basically saying that he's stealing from the city. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure everybody had was in a cookie jar. But he was just too sloppy to understand when everybody took two cookies, don't attempt to try to take four. You know, but that comes with age sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So, and trust me, darling, I had to do a lot of thinking about this situation, man, because for the years I was really, like, tore up on the Kwame situation. Because, like I said, dog, I grew up not, you know, I can't even say middle class. I was pretty much poor, you know what I'm saying, during the Kwame years, you know, in my early life and things like that. So I was affected by a lot of the decisions and stuff like that. I know a lot of people wasn't. So a lot of people, quote unquote, is like Kwame supporters and super fans because it didn't affect them. It didn't affect the people they loved or the small circle that was in. You know what I'm saying? But like when I'm out there trying to catch this bus home and freezing and I didn't wait it on the bus three, four hours and this bus used to be good. Now all right. of a sudden there's nowhere like I'm affected by this. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and it, not just me, a lot of women, 
it's still horrible trying to catch the bus now because you picture back then the rapes, the murders, the you know what I'm saying, the robberies, etc., etc., etc. So, um, I feel like 28 years probably was a little bit too much. But one thing we got to understand, okay. fellas, are racketeering and conspiracy is a motherfucker. If they can put that on you, dog, they can they can give you whatever they want to give you, dog, because basically it's no end to the 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 amount of charges that they could put on a racketeering case or a conspiracy case. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I feel like he should have got if he should have got time, it should have been about ten years with seven served and the rest on papers. And sure enough, it looked like that's what he got. You know what I mean? Right. All right, how about you, Brandon? You know, when he first ran, I was like, okay, let's see what's going on. And his running mate, when I first saw him, I was like, okay, Beverly Hills Cop. And then my grandmother sat me down and gave me the 411 on him from uh, knowing him personally. And then, you know, knowing what the type of man that he was as far as what he stood for. And then it just got to a point to where watching them debate against each other, the reason why he won was because of how educated and how uh, charismatic he was. I agree with Rob. Um, all the stuff that he did, I honestly believe he was just he was just caught up. He just jumped in his face too quick. I think he had a I think he had a mindset and a great plan that he wanted to put forth to do so to do what he was supposed to do toward Detroit. Because I do remember when he would do his speeches. You know, he he wasn't he wasn't a typical uh, politician as far as that was concerned. He he spoke his mind, and that was something that was taboo, if you will. So in his mind, it was, you know, y'all y'all looking at it as I'm trying to get some things just to look good. I I look at it as I'm sick of y'all playing with Detroit. I'm sick of y'all playing with our children. I'm sick of y'all playing with our jobs. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. So I think his planning, his dream became a little too big of a burden. And, you know, instead of him being able to deal with the fact that you got to take it step by step, the imagery of looking like I got things under control is what really got him in trouble. And, he didn't have a solid circle, also, if you ask me. You know, and that's the thing. I, like, I mean, to cut you off, but remember, um, remember, he got into the office and he started to hire it, like hire all his like family members. Yeah, like higher power, and they they weren't in the position to do so. That's the problem there, though, because growing up, or just in particular, definitely being young and black and from the hood, or or quote-unquote just the city of Detroit because he he wasn't really from the hood like that. You will say things like that. Oh, man, when I get on, every I'm putting everybody on, this, that, and the third. But like you just said, CJ, if this person don't got the credential, that's my best friend, my brother, my cousin. You know what I mean? The city going to reflect on that because you fired or got rid of all kind of people who had experience in this. This man got 30 years experience in this. He know what he doing. But you go hire in your cousin who don't even barely got a high school diploma. I'm just you. I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not saying that's what happened, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And I get that. 
Yeah, what you about to say, Brandon? I mean, continue with you. Nah, like, no, you good. I just, you know. I, I didn't want him to get as many years as he got. I really didn't want him to go to jail. I I would have preferred them to have just stripped the, the title away and put him in a position where he probably could never become mayor again or something of that magnitude so that way he could have been able to be in a better position uh, behind the scenes, if you will, to try to fix what he messed up. But I think, I think like I said, I think his biggest downfall was he didn't have a solid circle. The stuff that he was trying to do right, I felt like that—that's what was that—that's what caused the real issue for him, because yeah. everybody else at the time was satisfied, if you will, with being corrupt, satisfied with getting the money that they was getting, satisfied with doing all the stuff that they had been doing. But him, on the other hand, he—that wasn't him. One day he did it because somebody just kept getting on his nerves or pressuring him. But in the back of his mind, I want to fix this school. I, I want to make sure that this this playground is straight for these kids. I want to I want to fix some of these bills as that's popping right. up on. Yeah, he did have bad on him, man. He did. So, I mean, but see, that's an assumption right there, though. B, we truly don't know what was his, what was you know what I'm saying, the type of person he was, what he is, and ideologies he had. I'm saying you speaking from the, the mind or the, the viewpoint of peer pressure. We don't really know about pressure or not. Like clearly, we kind of don't. You know what I mean? And it's unfortunate though because, like you just said, nobody really basically wanted him to do thirty. Like nobody, a lot of people didn't really want him to go to jail. But like going back to what CJ was saying, it's been it was piled up. The the Manuglian Mansion scandal. The the you know what I'm saying the the Lincoln Navigators and remember all that the Cartier no I, yeah no like when that when that it, first it happened just, no go ahead you right no 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 I just wanted to add on I'm gonna let you finish my bad but it just yeah. started adding up to like CJ was saying you know what I mean like after a while it was so much they just was tired of them it was like it's so much now on top of that you mean to tell me you was really racketeering and then you cheating on your wife remember what was her name shit Beatty. Christine beat it was just like every day it was something new would do. You know that's, what I mean? That's one thing I will definitely say that I didn't understand. You know, I, I and I'm not saying that this is right, but I was always taught, at least from the OG standpoint, if you're gonna cheat, you cheat up. Shorty he was cheating with was not at all touching his wife. So See, that's the thing, bro. When you got power, you kinda really don't care. Like, think about this. No disrespect to a dude like Kwame, but look at Kwame. You really think he had a, a, a host of females willing, you know what I'm saying, before he became the mayor, willing to fuck around with this dude like that, dog? Outside yeah, of maybe I'm going to say yes because the man had to give the gag. That man had to give the gag. But still, now I got to give the gag. But look, now I got to give the gag. And I'm the motherfucking mayor. Shit, he was making money doing a congressman shit. He probably was doing that time too. Bro, it's not the money, it's the power. We know this right. much just living in our ear. The clout, the the power, the you know what I mean? And it's like, damn, man, why not after a while? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she, she ain't touching my wife, but shit, fuck it, it's free. Why not? You think she was the only person he was sleeping around with? She just was the only one to get caught, bro. That's a fact. You mm. know? Only because he was in politics. Both of them was in uh politics because that was his A, right? 
Yeah. yeah, like on some Bill Clinton type shit. <laughs> Another example, man. Bill Clinton. All right, man, come on. You think these politicians, these, we see this shit in sports, entertainment, any form of power. Dog. You think these people ain't abusing their power, fam? Uh, you know what? The difference between Bill Clinton and, and Kwame, though, in my opinion, though, from what I saw. Oh, you said it's levels, huh? Well, I'm, it no, is no, I'm saying that there, yeah, there's definitely levels, but what I'm saying is that Bill was unapologetic in a lot of ways of, of how he dealt with it. Like, he didn't really care. Kwame cares about the image that he left. Bill didn't care because Bill looked at it like, yeah, I'm doing all this behind the scenes, but on the other hand, as far as the presidency is concerned, I'm handling my business. What y'all gonna say about that? I'm handling See, that's my a scary thing, right? Because, remember, like, my bad, I'm just going to throw this in. That's the scary thing, right? Because I got to keep going back to what CJ said in the beginning. It was so much every day. And like you said, with Bill Clinton, on the outside looking in, it seemed like he was handling his business. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, Kwame, we finding that you're not even really handling your business either. On top of your personal life is on some bullshit. You like a whole soap opera right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> And it's like, yeah, you might be apologetic now, but if you can recall Brandon back then, he kind of wasn't, bro. You know, he was kind of yeah. arrogant, my G. I can remember those interviews. Yeah, ego, ego I, do, I do remember his, his irritability toward, and I'm not going to lie, he, I, was he, a little, he, I was a little irritable, too, about the, the Lincoln Navigator situation. Me, personally, as far as how I looked at it, it it's, it's just a car right now. There's nothing else that y'all got to say or need to say. Leave it up. If, okay, you got a Lincoln Navigator. If you if you bought a, a half of these politicians that's in Detroit, they're not even driving Lincoln Navigator. They driving fucking BMW. But shit, I drive a we Lincoln talking about back, But see, we talk about back in the early 2000s, boy, brand new. But back and in the early 2000s. It was him, his wife, and like three or four others. And they start looking at it like, well, how is we? How is you can't even afford this on the mayor's salary? We know how much you know. What I'm saying such and such is making. Now, even if you can get one, how do your whole team got one? That's when some of the suspicion came in. That you see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It was like, remember he started moving out certain furniture and stuff like that, and in, in, in the offices he started adding in. It's like you wasn't even thinking about their. They know your salary. They know these people's salary. You add in shit. That's making it look like you damn near money laundering or something. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa how can you afford this shit? That's when that scandal blew bro, up. Bro, that's what they look. They look at that shit, bro. We even if you in like a position of higher power, they look at stuff like that. They do, man. Because think about it, they already didn't want. They, it was already a strike against this man because he was an educated. Like, black oh, you got bands with a seventy thousand dollars salary. You know, bro, an educated black man at thirty years old, no criminal record at the time. And had like three or four motherfucking degrees or some shit. Come on, trying to be the mayor. It was already motherfuckers looking to motherfucking tear this man down. Mm -hmm. And bro, before he even did one bro, day as the mayor, and bro, was already looking to tear him down. And Rob, we were just talking about this. Like, if you were a person of higher power, they would tear you down. We were talking about this on the last dance, one of the last dance episodes. Yeah, we were. Michael Jordan was gambling and shit. You know, they trying to tear that man down. I ain't trying to make it seem like he was responsible for his father's death. That was some bullshit. Mm. That was some real bullshit. Really uh, was. But so, man, y'all want to... If you a mayor, man, or any, like, 
politician, you got to move a certain way, man. You can't move. You can't be, like, stealing money and shit, you know. Yeah, you got to move a certain way if you just a boss, period. You just got to move a certain way when you job, period. You don't even have to. You could be, like, think about this. The way I was always raised was I'm going to give the janitor the same respect that I give the goddamn boss or the owner. You see what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, all of them got some form of stress. All of them got some form of I'm I'm busting my ass and they all still give they all or you should be able to give your all. You know what I mean? Like me and CJ was saying, what was this the other day? Like we used to work up there at um, McDonald's 10 plus years ago, 12 years ago, however long ago that was. And we can always tell when one person was just fucking up. It didn't make it seem like we all was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, man, that's messed up, though, dog. But it's like, just as a black man in America, man, a young black man in America, an educated young black man in America, dog, that's unapologetic, that's, you know what I'm saying, they, they don't got the baby face, clean face, not, they look like they, you know what I'm saying, was, was raised in the inner city or got friends that was raised in the inner city. You a threat. Mm-hmm. You a threat. And it's like, I hope Kwame get it together, man, just because he a black man, he still got kids, he's still educated, so I know he can provide somehow, some way. And mm-hmm. definitely now in this new era, the internet era, he can figure something out. You see what oh, I'm saying? He, he can make he um he can easy like write a book and hey, that bitch will sell quick. Write a book. A movie. Could you think could you think about how huge the hip hop era movie would be, bro? Podcasting dog, he be yeah, on some drugs. Oh, you know that politician from uh, he was a governor of uh, Illinois, um, Rob Black Joseph, whatever his name. He got uh-huh. the same, he had the same charge with Kwame Kilpatrick. He did racketeering, he did uh, corruption and all that stuff. He got sentenced to like 25 years. He just got out too, yeah. and he got a podcast. He's like one of the top podcasters out here. Kwame could do the same thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Kwame, he's a very smart, articulate, successful guy. It's just that, you know, he just did a lot of dumb decisions, man. And like you said, Rob, he was in politics way – he was in – he was in, he was a mayor, like, way too young. I would say if he would have waited till he's at least 38 to run, I think he'd be all right. Or at least 40, you know what I mean? Or have a right team with him. Well, he had a right team with him. He got rid of the team. He started hiring his family and shit. Like, one thing you got to realize, dog, and that's fucked up, man, but, like, everybody that you love ain't for you. Sometimes you got to love people from a distance. Just because, like, everybody not as brilliant as you. Everybody don't got certain shit to lose. Some people don't even realize how important you is. You see what I'm saying? We talk about this a lot on our podcast, you know what I mean? Whether we talk about, like, a Kodak Black situation or whomever, you know what I mean? And it's like, I might not even be nowhere near as important as, you know what I'm saying, you is. But by default, I'm not even thinking about important shit. I'm a, I'm, I'm reckless. I got this job doing basically nothing, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, for somebody that young with Kwame, man, is the world really will never know. Unless he motherfucker come out with his his memoirs or or, or you know what I'm saying, or do a detailed and he never did a detailed interview. 
He did a few interviews, but not a detailed interview. Maybe he can do that. A documentary. Yeah, lay it all on the line. Because at this point, what do you got to lose? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, hopefully not anything more because the last time he called himself trying to release the details, it was a book, if you remember, CJ. And Dumbass. yeah, it was, he did come out with it. It actually was the same year that the Lions was 0-16. He came out oh man! Oh nine! Oh man! He had to bring that up, dog. Oh hey, my god, hey. man! Hey, hey! I mean, he ain't lying, you know. But come on! Oh, it's fucking sixteen, man. That's y'all boys. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, man. Y'all, let's finish up this topic, dog. Man. But no, uh, he he came out with his book, and he was out for a little bit, but the book uh, basically caused him to have money, but the money was being taken as soon as possible because they wanted him to pay it all back from what he had took, so... Well, that restitution, the motherfucker, he still got angels. Yeah, man, I'm, just, I'm just hoping, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just hoping that they'll put him in a position where, alright, let him make some money, let him try to get where he need to get to, let him try to pay us back the way he should, let him, let him try to live a regular life and maybe a more fulfilled life that can touch others the way that he probably would have hoped to have touched us. He better make him a YouTube page. He'll do all that, dog. Like I said, it's a this new era, man. Definitely, when you already got that type of clout, that's all you really need. He's already, he's probably already up, low key. Oh, he already up, but we assume things. Bro, speaking of clout, I, I'm following Southwest T on uh, on Instagram. This dude had two hundred thousand followers, dog. Southwest T. Yeah. I mean, you got to think about this, though, dog. With somebody like Southwest T. One thing about our culture, we always try to make it seem like we either affiliated, know, knew, family, friends, grew up with, a good associate with, anybody that, quote-unquote, have any form of clout, definitely street clout. Well, you respect it as much as BMF is, a motherfucking Terry and Meech. Everybody and their daddy going to want to make it seem like they're affiliated with it. Now, could you imagine when Big Meech come out? Think about this. Terry was just the person in the shadows doing this thing. Meech was the front motherfucking face of BMF. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine when, when Meech come out, dog, whenever they decide to let him go? Don't be surprised if Obama somehow go be with him. <laughs> It's for real, man. Bro, think about it, dog. Like, oh, you know how many flowers you'll get, dog? And then Jeezy might come mess around and, like, trying to, you know, Lee with him. Man, man, Big Big Meech was big before he got to prison, dog. So, yeah, they, they, they both was big, but Meech, he was huge. You know what I mean? He was playing boy with his shit. Oh, shit. Here's hoping he not. On that same tip when he when he come out, I don't think so. He ain't gonna be on that same shit tip, man. I don't think so. Nah, man, them fans gonna be already watching them. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I'm saying they gonna be on his ass. Yeah. So let's see what we gonna talk about next, dog. You want to talk about B? You you saying you yeah. have something on your chest? Yeah, you want to talk about? What you want to talk about, bro? You know, I uh, in the environment that I work in, you know, you can you can move up if you handle your business, and you know. I'm about to move up. I can feel it. Moving and this up. is not this is not a this is not about, you know, people actually having an issue with me per se, but 
I was taught a while ago, you know, you got to watch your mouth. Period. You know, you can, you can say what you need to say, but you need to say in a certain way unless you're just in that position where you can go ahead and let out. And it don't mean you a punk. It just means that you, you know, how to adapt to your surroundings because you don't have all the information that you need about that habitat unless you're just one of them people that just don't care. So, you know, I work with some cats that's just complainers. They don't, they don't have any sense of understanding that all this can be gone tomorrow. And so I, I, I just want to, I just want to say, if anything, if you're the type of person who constantly always got to feel some type of way about something or somebody or your job or whatever the case may be, I would encourage you to reevaluate yourself because I feel like if that's a problem all the time, you might need to look in the mirror. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a big complainer. I never really have been. I've always looked at a situation like, all right, it's here. Let's do what we can about it. Let's move on. Nine times out of ten, it might not even be that bad. And nine times out of ten, it really isn't. You know, so I just, I just want people to start really appreciating what they have versus what they, they think they deserve, if you will. Because you know, I, I'm not saying I don't deserve myself moving up, but I'm not saying that if it don't happen, I'm gonna be out here losing my mind. You know, I've I've watched a couple of people who's literally been trying to go for a certain position or a certain situation in their life, and because they haven't gotten there, they've been treating themselves and other people like garbage. And I just I don't think that's how you should look at life. So, and you know what? It's funny that you say that because like <laughs> I know this one girl. I'm not gonna throw her under the bus. She probably listen to this show, or whatever. Throw her under the bus, CJ. Throw her under the bus. Yeah. And you know, prime example. Um. She been with she been with this company I work with for four years. Um, All right, that's one hint right there. She got the she got the she got the technique. I say techniques. She got the charisma to move up. That's two hints right there. But her attitude was shitty. Same boy again. As far as like integrity, like first first and foremost, my job they they priority is like integrity. They that is like the top thing on the list, like integrity, mission, focus on the mission. That is most important. As far as like integrity for her, I don't think she got that. Um, I don't think she got the fits to do it because she got a shitty attitude. Um, she come late all the time too. And she always put herself in a, in a predicament where like she could potentially lose her job. And she's been through that several occasions. Um, did she recently gain this stigma, or has it always been there? What you say again? Did she recently gain this stigma, or has it always been there? From what I heard, I only been in this job for one year, but what I heard has been always been like that. Because you know, people people change over time when they feel like they're not being appreciated or put in a position that they, like I said, like that's how she was, and that's how she felt. Like I mean. I'm doing this interview and stuff like that. You know, I've been here for three, four years. I think I, I think I have the fit to do it. And they give, give it to somebody else who got less experience. Well, I'm like, well, shit, you got. I mean, you do come in late all the time. I mean, you do. <coughs> I mean, you did fuck up a few times and shit like that. You know, you don't really focus on integrity. I mean, you know, I'm just saying it in my mind. I ain't said it directly to her. That's what I really want to say. But you know. One thing I've noticed, work and then one, 
one thing I've noticed that managers pay attention to, managers pay attention to whether or not if you've got what it takes to teamwork. If you can't teamwork, if you can't oh, get yeah. the done with the other person that you have the person you don't even like, it's a problem. I don't this this dude knows he's not liked. Everybody else gets into arguments and all that stuff with him. I don't get into an argument with him because in my mind, since I've gotten this job, if you're not worth my hands, I got nothing to say to you. Mm-hmm. So as far as me knowing I can do damage for sure, I'm not going to get in an argument with you. What I am going to do is I'm going to act like a man, handle my business, and I'm going to hope that you follow suit. If you can't do that, then sorry that my character is just a little bit too much for you to follow. That's the thing, and that's one thing. That's one thing I hate about people who got that type of like um, stigma with them. Because like, if you get, if it's a person that go into the shine and go in a higher position, they all, you know, they hold grudges. They, you know, they're trying to fuck with you until eventually you gonna move to another uh, area of the job, or you might get fired, or you might quit. And see, that's something that they've noticed. They know for a fact that it's not the fact that. He wouldn't do. Let me make let me make this perfectly clear. The man is incredible at his job. I'm not gonna say that he's not a good worker at what he does. He does an incredible job, but because of his attitude and the way that he handles himself around his peers, they know that if they've given this person this job, they don't have a clue of how long he really would be there or alive. That's how bad it is. Mm. So because of that. It's so, I'm not giving you this job because I don't think you fit for it. I'm not giving you this job because I don't think that you want to die. So, <laughs> so we're trying to keep uh, you alive. Hell, you talking about dog? We talk about death and shit again. I'm <laughs> coming to death, bro. Man, look, one thing I always realize though, like I be telling my little brother this, man. No matter what job or situation you put yourself in life. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be somebody somewhere, dog. And I'm not even going to use the term miserable, but just simply might not be the best fit at this situation. You see what I'm saying? Like, no matter if you're a basketball player, an entertainer, or, like even Jeff Buzzos, dog, he like, what, like Bozo, whatever his name, he the richest man in the world currently right now. I'm about positive he go through a lot of bullshit with his employees or just other people he in business with. You know, or things of that nature, dog. Like, one thing you got to realize, some things is more mind over matter. Some people can't handle the... Some people feel like, well, I'm a good worker. How come I'm not getting up? Or, or this, that, and the third. And like you said, Brandon, your attitude's shitty. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes your attitude might be perfect, but then you're a horrible worker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Then every now and then, you might have that one person who has it, who has it all. Great worth ethic awesome attitude, good leadership skills, and then they still getting shitted on and stuff like that just simply because of favoritism. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, every situation is different yeah. for everybody. Like, <clears throat> I always throw this up because me and CJ, I mean, we all three somehow, some way worked with each other or, or at, you know what I'm saying, a former job or something like that, dog. But, like, when I was working with this dude, CJ, we had a motherfucking... Crew chief or whatever his name was or whatever you want to call him, dog. And I already know you know what I'm talking about. Man, I'm not even gonna throw dude under the bus, but I throw him under the bus. Hi, throw him under the bus. <laughs> well, I'ma just say he was a little guy. You know what I mean? A little little guy. He was the littlest person up in there. You know what I mean? Like a leprechaun, bitch. He was no, even little, he was even littler than you, CJ. You know who and I'm talking was, about. And his birthday, March 17th. 
You know what I mean? Well, I, I don't know about no birthdays. And I'm like, I don't know about birthdays. I was just fucking around. Um, but what I was about to say was he was an amazing worker, but the attitude was shitty. You know what I mean? And it was like they kept trying to push him up in the yeah. position like that, but the attitude was just too shitty. You know, and it's like, man, sometimes you see the little memes and shit like that online, nah, and you see it be like the difference between a boss and a leader. Mm-hmm. Like everybody don't have that leadership skills. Like everybody not meant to be a leader, you know, mm-hmm. and then sometimes everybody not meant to be an employee. Sometimes you got coworkers that can't cope because they not meant to be coworkers. They meant to be a boss. They meant to be a leader. They meant to mm-hmm. work this job get their money and move on somewhere. Yep. And then sometimes people don't know when to move on. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, right about that. And then they start fucking with you, Brandon. You know, all right, you in there, you ain't really fucking with nobody. You're doing an amazing job. But I'm wondering why I'm I'm stuck. You know what I mean? you I'm stuck because I'm not even really meant to be an employee. You know, or I'm stuck because I'm meant to do something totally different right now. God want me to do something totally different. But I'm ignoring what God want me to do because I feel like I need to, I deserve to be where you at because I didn't put in more time than you. Or I'd be, you, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just motherfuckers stop your own blessings, you know? So we'll never really know. I know exactly what you're talking about, uh, Rob. And it's like, <laughs> you know, so you know how little people, right? They get, they, you know, they get mad. They have this little ear. Napoleon like, complex. High squeaky Napoleon boy. complex, dog. Yeah. He like one of those. I got one like that at my job right now, dog. He like 5'2". Mm. He cool as hell, though. But when he get an attitude, man, you can hear He's that struggling. shit. From one, from one that boy struggling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, you will get your little midget ass on with somewhere. I'm going to fling your little ass. <laughs> I mean, but then it's on the flip side of that, though, a lot of people feel like you a smaller guy, you know what I mean, or a shorter guy. You never really came off like that towards, I mean, nobody, you know what I mean? Right. And that's how I am right now. Like, shit, like, when last time we worked together? Like, what, 10 years ago? About 11 years ago. About 10, 11 years ago. Like, yeah. I, I'm the same guy, man. Like, I don't, I don't give, I don't get nobody no shit, man. Unless you give me shit, then I'll give you shit. But, like, I'm not the type of person that, that be, like, all irritated all the time, man. I just go to the door there, do my job. You know, that's it. That's it. That's it, you know. I ain't trying to make no friends. You know what? Some people can't stand. Focus on the mission. Focus on the mission. And that's it, bro. I mean, eight hours. Some people can't stand that. Some people don't like that simplicity. Like That's true. Some people people don't. Some people can't stand that simplicity. Like, so let me get it straight. You just come to work, smile all day. Do your job to the best of your ability and leave. Like nigga, bro, what's, what's, like what's your that. mo? Like, bro, my coworkers, I like that. Like, man, you like the one of nice, one of the nicest people I ever worked with, bro. Like, how can you deal with this job, bro? I'm like, I mean, this job ain't shit. I mean, you know, I mean, of course we work with shitty people. I'm like, man, I ain't gonna let that ruin my day. I mean, right. it's shitty people everywhere, dog. And that's people. Right. Like, you gotta know how, but you gotta know how to like. Ignore them. Yeah, you, do, you gotta know how to let that shit not get to you, dog. Nah, it's yeah, a you got different shit like Brandon, negativity, bro. Get that shit away from you. Like Brandon was saying earlier when he was talking, dog. Like, dude, always arguing with. Then you say, dude, always be arguing with people. You know what I'm saying? Always got something to say, but you don't really oh, say because what's the point? You feel me? 
some people don't even understand that that inner like how much power and strength it takes to just ignore a motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, trust me, I know, dog. Like, hey, dog. Still power just to like flat out like you know what? Let me ignore this motherfucker, man, because he might say something and it might go left. You right. know what I mean? Or whatever the case is, because some people don't even be realizing just because you having a shitty day, I might be having a or shittier day. Right. You're not the only one who mad, got issues and going through shit. I might be smiling, but I probably just lost my granddaddy yesterday or something. Man, that's a fact. You know what I mean? But you you, you feel like life is throwing you motherfucking pickles all the time and shit like that, dog. You don't know what people going through, man. Man. It's Mm. funny you say that. Shout out and RIP to my uncle line. You know, we lost him last Thursday to the corona. Oh, man, I hate to hear that, my G. Yeah, rest peace on man. Sorry about that. My condolences, bro. For sure. You know, he, he was one of the top monarchs. And so I got that text message, and then I checked on my mom. I checked on my grandmother and, you know, my boss. I walk up to him, you know, just to, you know, get back to work, just to let him know what, you know, what my plans is. I want to make sure this is done over here and this is done over there, but. Yeah, it's hitting me, and I didn't realize it was hitting me. And then after a while, he was like, "Bro, what's wrong with you?" And I was like, "Well, you know, I just lost my uncle, bro, but I'm good. You know, I, I, we got to make sure this is done and that is done." But I couldn't finish my sentence. He's like, "Bro, do you need some time?" I was like, "Yeah, just give me a moment. I had to take about 20 minutes. You know, cry through it. But after that, I got right back to work." Mm-hmm. And got right back to laughing, got right back to smiling because that's the way my family bred us to be. You know, we know not the day nor the hour. And because we were bred that way, it's all right. Now let's think about the goodness of this person's life. Mm-hmm. And now let's, let's do what they would do. Like, how, how will you like cope right, right through it? <laughs> right. And how do you like, it's good to cry and like reminisce the memories you have with that person, but it's also good to like, you know, to cope. And to also like to move on because you already know what that type of person, you know, what that person will want wants you to do. I see. That was here. So you're like, no, don't worry about it. I mean, I'm good. This this I mean, if you wanna think about me, that's cool. But you know, you gotta go on with your life, you know. You know. That's how I feel about my mom, man, when she passed away. She passed away four days before my birthday. So like my like my mom, she like a like a very hardworking person, but also like she the type of person. She was telling me this months before she died. Like you know, don't worry about me. You know, I'm good. You know, and I ain't get that at first. I'm like, why are you saying this to me? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm trying to have, I'm trying to spend time with you. You want to say some stuff like that? You know. Yeah. And she's the type of person like she don't want nobody to worry about her, man. Like she good regardless. And. When she the day she died, that's when it hit me. I cried a little bit in the hallway, and my wife attest will attest to that. You know, I cried, and then I got to thinking, like, I'm like, man, my mom do really do not want me to see this. I can't even tell you the last time I cried around my mom when she was here. You know, but like, I got up. I'm like, okay, I'm good. You know, and I I went on with my life, man. You know, um. It's been days where I think about her, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, you got to move on and then, you know, <clears throat> you, gotta, 
you know, live your life, you know. That's that's how I, that's how I go about it, you know. Got a memory live through you as best as possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, back to what we were saying, it's just like Rob was saying, you don't know what people are going through. That's why when people walk past me, I like the question. Well, why are you always smiling? Why are you always laughing? I like that question. I like that question because maybe my answer gets you in that position. Maybe you'll smile. Maybe you'll laugh because, you, you know, for the last couple of days, you've been rolling around, walking around here like somebody just shot off your arm and you just can't function no more. You know what, you man? Know, how bad really is it? Like, Shout out to my coworker, um, Rail. He be he be listening to our podcast. Um, me and him, we always talk about like we like to make we like to make each other laugh. We like to make everybody in our uh checkpoint laugh, man. You know, cause you never know when you don't know when you gonna leave out this earth, man. Cause you know no. you only live once, man. So like we always like crack each other up. We always make each other laugh, man. It's always good. It's always also good to you know work with people that you know. They are good workers. You know, we got that good chemistry together. Man, ain't nothing like it, bro. Yeah, facts. And, like, man, he's like, he's like one of those people, like, I can really depend on that work. You know, I always look for, you know, you see, you know, you got that one cover, you see him, like, you be smiling hard as hell. I'm like, yeah, my nigga, what's going on, bro? Thanks. I did. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a good ass day, you know? <laughs> and then you know, see the other like, people look at both of y'all, like, it is like this guy. <laughs> no. we, talk, we be talking shit about people, man. Like, man, that's the funny part. Like, you be talking shit about people, dog. Like, man, look at this motherfucker, dog. Like, what the fuck is this nigga doing? You know? And we got that, bro. When we was working at CVS, we was the same way. And Rob, we was the same way. Uh, Hell uh, yeah, I don't know. it was. Man. I think Rob got days. Can't got stand that for real, bro. They you can't stand that for real, bro. <laughs> Both of y'all, I think y'all got y'all got stories for days. I like how we do at work, bro. Man, what? man. <laughs> I mean, you know what it be though too. Sometimes, man. Just as a man, or just as a dog, period, dog. Sometimes it's best to have some type of moral standard. You know what I mean? Uh, something that you live on. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. where do you fall upon? You know what I mean? Like, I always say I'm a man. I stand up and pee. You know what I mean? So I, I live by certain morals. By me living by them certain morals, I don't have to worry about, you know what I'm saying, certain type of energies and shit like that, dog, or people feeling some type of way about me because I'm going to always respect you. I'm always right. going to greet you. I'm always going to be okay. Like, even when I get certain positions or go certain places, people be thinking I'm mad or, dang, man, he evil still. That nigga tough. He da-da-da, blah-blah. Then you get to know me. I'm like the coolest nigga ever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, dog, you can't judge a book by its cover, first and foremost. And then secondly, if you just simply respect everybody, then you can receive a certain right. type of reaction that you might want. You know what I mean? So that's how mm-hmm. I live, or just cope, period, in the world. Like, if I respect you, respect me. If I'm, you know what I'm saying, not messing with you, don't mess with me. If that's I'm it. not disrespecting you, don't disrespect me. Right. If I'm not coming at you left, don't come at me, love. This is a way that, you know what I'm saying, just as men or adults, we can talk to each other. You know what I mean? And I'm like you were saying earlier, back to the earlier, what we talked about, oh, we, oh, I'm sorry, when we created this conversation, what Brandon was saying, like, my man's always into it with somebody. Dog. At some point, you got to look in the mirror, my G. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody ain't the problem, man. You know what I mean? 
at some point, you're not seeing how maybe it's your presentation, dog. Like, try to switch up your presentation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, if you keep trying to switch up your presentation, maybe it's that person. But if everybody having a problem with you is something that you're doing, something, maybe it's your energy, maybe it's your approach, maybe you, And you know what? Damn, man, I got to say this. I got to ask y'all, can I say this? Go ahead, go ahead. I just recently found out, I don't know if y'all knew, like, um, Ryan Henry, um, excuse me, Ryan Henry from Black Ink Chicago. Y'all know who that is? Yeah. All right, man. I just recently... Light-skinned um, motherfucker. Yeah, right. I just recently found out that his sister, baby father, remember Eddie Carey, the little, the Hoover? The basketball player, yeah, the NBA basketball player. I didn't That's even notice. You know what I mean? I had no clue to her story. And the only thing I kept remembering was he kept saying his sister died tragic. You see what I'm saying? Right. She got I shot and killed, right? Right. And her, her, um, one of her child, I mean, one of her babies, but come to find out that was Eddie Curry. Come to find out. Curry was like basically on some whole ass nigga type shit. He was basically using her and had a had her as a secret family all while he was married and doing his own thing. You see what I'm saying? So I say that to say this. I remember mm-hmm. always wondering why Eddie Curry could never be healthy. I was always wondering why he could never get a break. And it's like, nah, man, Eddie Curry seems so cool, dog. He don't never be fighting nobody. He never complain. But dude, always hurt. He can't never get a break. He can never motherfucking be this top power force last center that we all assumed that he was. Mm-hmm. But come to find out in his personal life, he was on some bullshit. He was on some whole shit. He was living a, a, a double life. He had two kids by Ryan Henry's um, sister and stuff like that, all while married with a whole nother family and probably other women and things like that, dog. You know what I'm saying? Was playing games and stuff like that. So sometimes that energy what you creating in your personal life can reflect your career. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because you were already on some negative shit, but I didn't know it. I just personally always feel sorry for Eddie Curry because I just feel like he kept... You remember Eddie Curry, uh, CJ. Mm-hmm. He kept getting injured. He was always on the bum-ass squad. Though. He could just never reach that potential that I thought he could. Right. But then I find this out. You see what I'm saying? Now it makes perfect sense. It's like, well, dang, man, God just basically was punishing you, bro, because look at what type of person you was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the type of person you were, though. I thought you was just cool-ass nigga. But come to find out, all this was going on. And to a small degree, one of the main reasons why a lot of people say Ryan Henry's sister died was because of dude. Overall. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So it's, it's messed up, dog. You know, he didn't kill her or nothing like that, but she basically was, you know what I'm saying, hired a lawyer, like a child support lawyer, you know what I'm saying, that basically became obsessed with her and he killed her because Eddie Curry didn't want to keep stepping up to the plate for her and her kids. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yep. And all because he didn't want to keep it real with her because he wanted his cake and eat it too. He had a whole wife, other kids. And I remember my wife. Whenever he wife. came home, he was with her. You see what I'm saying? And I found out for that because me and my wife, was we watched that uh, episode of uh, documentary in Chicago. Uh, Ryan Henry was talking about his sister and how she right. died, whatever. And and I watched this little documentary. It was on Netflix. Not Netflix. It went on Netflix. It was on YouTube. I never saw the documentary, bro. I just, I'm just not finding this. Uh, show Ryan, up, bro. Mm-hmm. How she died? I was talking to my wife, but um, I was 
because it was on YouTube. He was talking about um his baby mama passed away, whatever like that. She got shot and killed. I and I ain't put two and two together until you said it. I'm like, damn, I forgot he was married at the time, dog. bro. He he, and like I was just saying, like to f- rewind the story a little bit. Back to what we were saying about my dude at B job. You know, maybe maybe he needs to start looking at his life on a personal scale. Maybe it's not professional. Maybe maybe your soul fucked up, my G. Maybe you got a fucked up spirit. Maybe you doing something that you 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 need to motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you I don't know. Maybe you treating somebody at home fucked up. Maybe you fucking around with a family member fucked up. Maybe you don't think twice about your parents or something. Maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's not the job. Sometimes it is, but maybe it's not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So but yeah, man, I, that was my little thought on the little subject, though, dog. I feel, man, I ain't even thought about nothing about that till you just say something about his wife. I'm like, damn, I forgot about that shit. We was watching it, and I and bro, I ain't put two and two together, dog. Yeah, man, like I promise you, dog. Darren, my witness, man. You know what I'm saying? Darren, friend of the show, he my witness. I used yeah. to always say, like, damn, Eddie Curry just cannot get right, dog. You know what I mean? I could okay. never understand. I used to be rooting for dude, dog. Hey, man, come on, man. Let's get this dude Eddie Carey King hit ass. Let's, let, let, let's get this nigga the good 20 and 10 today, man. You know what I mean? Right. He go out there and twist his elbow or some old goofy shit, dog. And I used to always wonder, dog, like, damn, man. Curry just can't get right, bro. I don't know why. You know what I mean? That was a thing called karma, dog. I know. Seriously. That's a thing, dog. It's a it's a it's a big old word. Start with a K. What's true? Right. What other topics y'all want to talk about, man? No, Let me see. Time running out a little bit. So I basically want to ask y'all, what was, what are your personal traits that you dislike about people? <laughs> Go ahead, B. <laughs> Why niggas always? <laughs> I know you. I know Uh-oh. you got a list. Go ahead. I don't. I don't like it when people automatically complain. I don't. I don't like complainers. Like I don't. I don't like the negative energy immediately. Like if I say, "Let's go to the store," or "Let's um," just anything. You know what I mean? Like I don't like the automatic. Man, dog, we about to do all that. about to get ugly. I don't feel like. Like I don't like that. Like we have no idea what this journey is getting ready to shows and automatically you're jumping in with the thought supposed to be some bullshit. Like bro like, that drives me nuts. Yeah, that got me crazy too. Especially <laughs> oh, I don't even complain about the don't don't even, we don't even know. We don't even know. <laughs> you hate, automatically dog that's crazy. I hate a biased ass motherfucker dog. That try to make it seem like they're not biased, dog. Like, like I was saying on the podcast about a week or two ago, we was about Jordan playing baseball. When my man's my childhood friend, basically, he was a Michael Jordan super fan. We all like Jordan growing up, but dude took it to like the next level. You know what I mean? And I can remember asking him, dog, like, yeah, man, you know, Jordan, he okay in baseball. Like, Ken Griffey Jr., man, he that one. This was, like, when Ken Griffey Jr. was, like, like 94, 95. Man, 
I remember the best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan way better than Ken Griffey. He Michael Jordan the best baseball player. I'm like, all right, bro, hold on. I know I'm a key, but I had to correct. Like, wait a minute, hold on. I know you a fan of him as a basketball player, bro, but. And baseball, he kind of like subpar, like average as best at this point, man. You know what I mean? And this right. is this is during the drought. Remember the drought they were talking about on the um documentary? Mm-hmm. During the drought, bro. And he was still saying Jordan was the best. So that's when I knew then, like, I'm gonna try my best to be objective as much as possible, dog, because I don't fall in love with these players and these athletes and entertainers. You know what I mean? As much as I probably troll certain ones like LeBron. I never run around and say this nigga LeBron ain't a top 10 player or he is or Rip Hamilton, somebody better than him. I never say some old blasphemous, crazy shit. It's because, you know what I mean, I'm a troll to do. You see what I'm saying? I never knock him. I never make a scene like he ain't a 30,000 plus point player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I never understood the bias. I never understood a biased person. I never understood uh, just because, for instance, I like Lil Wayne by the fuck. I'm gonna ignore all maybe the subpar mixtapes or the projects he had with. But right. just because I don't like Jay Z, I'm gonna make it seem like all Jay Z albums is trash. I never understood that. I swear I never did. You know what I mean? Are you right? Me, the main thing I hate is laziness. That is like that kills me, man. I hate people that lazy. Like it's cool to be lazy, like you have a little downtime here and there, whatever, like that. But to be lazy on a consistent basis and all that stuff, that drives me crazy. I think because I have a high motor and, you know, I had that drive to, you know, constantly do it because I have a mentality of, like, work now, rest later. Facts. So I have that mentality. So, like, I hate to work. Like, I mainly have this problem at my job, like, because, like, I have the job. I have that drive. So, you know, just keep on work, keep on working until I go to break, whatever. People be mm-hmm. And that's what you say, like, complaining. You hate when people complain, and I hate that shit, too. Like, people who complain a lot has a lazy mentality. And I hate I hate that shit, bro. Like, that's, like, the top of my list, man, because, like, if I don't have the – if you don't – if me and you don't have the same drive, then I can't I can't fuck with you. And that's always been, like – that's been, that's been that, that way for me for years. And I think lack of ambition – they intertwine with each other with the laziness and lack of ambition. Like, if you have a one particular goal in mind, if you like work on it, keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Don't stop. Just keep on doing it. Um, I love hustlers, man. And you know, we from the D, so we like we got city for the hustlers and ambition, like ambitious people. And I like to be around people like that. Cause you can learn from people like that. Yeah. Somebody- I- Go ahead. Two to a certain degree. Two to a certain degree. You know. Go ahead, Rob. I was just going to say something small, dog. Like, sometimes that energy, man, you know what I'm saying, is amazing because you can feed off that. You know what I mean? And it can better yourself just being around people like-minded. Being around somebody like, I hate to say it, man, I ain't trying to throw nobody under the bus, dog, but I got certain family members that I probably should have been left alone maybe 10 years ago on a dot that I had to constantly come down to the decision this year, dog, like moving forward, I can't associate with them. You see what I'm saying? And mainly for like a lot of different reasons, them being toxic, troublemakers, but then just like lack of ambition. 
Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's like, you get mad at me for trying to help you. Bro. Bro, I think that's a problem in every black family, dog. Answer this question, both of y'all, please. If you very talented at something, but you don't really got the, I'm not going to say the smarts, you just don't got the ability to do anything outside of your talent. You know what I mean? Like, let's say you a singer. You can sing real good. You can, like, down there, Teddy motherfucking Pendergrass or uh, Lufa. Uh, you know what I mean? You just mm-hmm. got this skill and you can just really, really blow. But it's like you don't got the ambition to, like, do it on your own. So if I was to step up and try to help you because I got the ambition, I know certain people, I got, you know, I got my hands, you know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't rub elbows with certain DJs and, and rappers and singers and engineers and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Why would your ego come into place and basically try to make it seem like I don't know what I'm talking about because you want to make it seem like you did it on your own. Then when you're not getting nowhere on your own, you get mad at me for not helping. Bro, you, you got, got the nerve to figure question. it out for me. You answer your own question, dog. Because you got the nerve to figure it out <laughs> before. Said it, Rob, like because they because they don't want they want to do it, they want to do shit on their own. Like they think. But then you don't got to. But see, that's the thing. It's cool if you want to do it on your own, right? And then you start doing it on your own. But then when you try to do it on your own and you fail, you still get mad at me because I didn't try to somehow help you do it on your own. When I, when I was trying to help you, it was a problem. Mm-hmm. Because, so because you don't of the... want to play, to play that down. You know what, Rob actually oh, knows wow. what I'm talking about, about this. I'm a singer. All I can do is really sing. I don't got the ability to rub elbows with certain producers and DJs and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. Rob got them relationships with a lot of different people. Right. So let me That's, myself. That's the issue. issue. That's the issue. The issue is the issue is is that you saw the nugget and you realize that this could become a gold bar. They saw that you saw their nugget, but what you're doing to try to get them to that gold bar, they see you already got the gold bar. So why is it that you just couldn't rub a nugget to another nugget? Why did you have to bring a gold bar to a nugget fight? That's what it is. Mm. Yeah, Why did you bring a gold bar to well, a That's an interesting fight. point. It's just sad, man, but lack of ambition like a motherfucker, man. And to, you know what, to play out to what Rob talking about, it actually was the next thing that I was getting ready to say. So I'm glad Rob said it because now metaphorically, y'all can get what I mean. I don't like blind people. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like blind people. I don't like it when... Hey, now, hold on, Tom. Now, now, what does Stevie Wonder do to you, bro? <laughs> you asshole. God damn, man. You just had a birthday <laughs> and everything, dog. You don't like the nigga, man. You are like the only legends that's still around. Yo, you wait, don't like the nigga, dog. No, wait till we start. Wait till we're social <laughs> Get over with my nigga. Get over with. I can't wait. Oh my god. No. You idiot. I knew you was gonna do something stupid, bro. All right, all right, but no, all right, what Chris. I mean. Go ahead. Go ahead for the slow people, man. So for the slow people, this this what I mean by blind people is that I hate it when people don't realize that sometimes people can see people like me and matter of fact, me and Craig's situation is a perfect uh perfect situation. We were working at CBS. We made the amount of money we made. 
we were the type of charismatic men and cool people to handle the business that we needed to handle. And we actually had each other's backs. Mm-hmm. That's a problem for some people to genuinely want to help each other. It ain't the fact that he my man's because if that was the case, then I would have just helped him and I wouldn't have thought nothing about nobody else at the job. It was about right now, at this time and point at this job, it's me and Craig. I need to make sure Craig got this done so that way I can get this done. Vice versa, Craig made sure I had he had that done to where I could get this done. I was horrible at doing uh, the computer and the money at night. Well, Craig wouldn't. <laughs> Craig wouldn't. Craig, Craig didn't like going hey, to the garbage on that shit, dying a lot. Craig didn't like doing um certain spots in the uh certain spots in the, um our ways, like with the shampoos and stuff like that. But I knew what to do with it. So yeah, I nigga, you was putting it in your hair. <laughs> I'm waiting on this nigga. I'm waiting on this nigga. I swear I was waiting on this nigga. I swear I was waiting on this nigga. Hey, but did he not set us up though? Talk about that. Hey, I bet you do know what to do with that shit. Hey, yo, Rob, I was, if you wasn't going to say it, I was going to say it, dog. He was setting us up. Hey, you know what Oh, 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 you knew exactly what to do on the O's, didn't you? Yeah. Hey, the shoulders hand. You <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, he ain't got no flakes, dog. No flakes. Nigga don't got not one. You peep that out, though. You peep that out, dog. This thing has not one. What's your fucking head? Hey, he just sent you from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, bro. True, Paula Malu, dog. Yeah, man. Yeah, nigga, you knew what to do. I see him on the commercials, dog. I knew I see him on the commercials. Yo, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man, dog. This nigga think he's slime, man. Yeah, niggas. No, oh, man. But no, I don't know what's wrong with this nigga Craig, dog. There's something oh, wrong with Craig, man. Bro, that's you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you <laughs> I just ignited the fire. I just ignited the fire. That's all. <laughs> you threw wood on it, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man! Oh, extra but, gasoline having it. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, if I wasn't gonna say, I was gonna say. <laughs> oh man, what's up, man? We running out of time, though. What else yeah, you got, man? man? Nah, let's that's it, baby. I just you know realize who realize who in your corner and, and and you know just just pay attention to your surroundings. That's what I mean by blind people. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you beefing with the wrong person. I don't realize that that's a ploy. Mm-hmm. This person's yeah. going through the same thing you going through, and they trying to do the same job you trying to do in the same effort, and y'all button heads. And it's like, bro, don't y'all see that they hope that y'all keep this up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, open your eyes, baby. Y'all doing the same thing. <laughs> you know, so uh, me, bro. Um, I see. I see half of Detroit that's in Miami and Atlanta right now. Uh, you know, the Memorial in Day. In Ohio, bro. In Ohio. In Ohio. Or whatever states that's open. It's like 48 states that's open right now. But anyway, um, I hope y'all have fun, you know, but do it safely. I wish I could have said the same thing, but I was lit yesterday, but whatever. Keep um, <laughs> well, think about this, CJ. You was around, you know what I'm saying, loved ones and family, bro. 
You know what I mean? And I get it. People don't want to feel like they in prison and stuff like that. I get it. The problem coming in that it's the same people that's constantly do- doing it. So you didn't even attempt to, attempt to take it, you know what I'm saying, serious once. Mm-hmm. You know? Majority of these people that's out of state right now currently was in this state, you know what I'm saying, still at Belle Isle, still at Rouge, still, you know what I mean, trying to find something to do, trying to be around a bunch of motherfuckers. Like, can't wait to get nasty all over again. But it seems like I say this once I mean, every episode. I'm going to say that all on, on all my stories, bro. Like, being lit yeah. in Miami, doing some nasty shit. It seemed like I said once an episode, bro. People don't think shit stink until shit hit the fan. And to some, to it affect them personally, or to somebody they care about or love one personally, they don't <laughs> care. Uh-huh. But be careful, be safe. I'm not gonna hate. Do y'all thing, you know what I mean? But just try to be. I am careful. trying to. Uh-huh. Try to be safe, you know what I mean? Be logical too. Just be logical. That's all it is. But yeah, we about to get up out of here, guys. Yeah, next week or whatever like that um yes, make sure is. y'all pay y'all bills make sure y'all stay safe make sure you wash your ass put hand sanitize your hands so um this is cj your man's rob your boy jimmy and this is three raw is it